Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arment. And I just forgot how this show starts, so we had to do it again. Hi, Yay. Tiff. Hey, what's up? <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, you said you had a surprise for me. Oh, it's not really a surprise. It's a surprise about the topic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a surprise, but it, you, you'll see. You'll see. Bring it, bring us in. I, I like your little, you usher us in so gracefully into what we're going to be talking about. Yeah, we figured sometimes you just need something nice. So we were just going to use this episode to tell each other and you guys about some people who inspire us in some way. And like I left the topic that open because I'm just, it's fun to hear about that. And I'll, I'll say right off the bat, I would also love to hear your tips about people that we could look at the things that they do or read about them or read the things that they write um, because you guys always show us really cool stuff. Do you want to go first? Should I go first? Um, I'll, I'll go first because I, I want this might mm, change the conversation a little bit. I'm feeling so uninspired right now. Um, mm-hmm. And when I think about like individual people that inspire me, a lot of the times we've talked about it previously on the show, like some Instagram accounts and artists that I follow. I was inspired by um, my professors over at, uh, you know, New York Academy of Art. And there are so many places, but right now I just feel so, I don't know, there are probably a thousand beautiful vocabulary words to describe how I'm feeling right now, but it's more the like one a, you're looking for is uh, meh. Yeah. <laughs> empathetic. Uh, no, empathetic is happy, like not happy. It, apathetic. Apath- ap- that's the one, the A one, not the E one, right? Is that how they're spelled? <laughs> I should also get a dictionary. Anyway, (laughs) uh, yeah, I'm just... And actually, if we're on the language thing, it also, you know, holds the same root with pathetic. So there we go. It's all kind of mixed up. I feel like I'm in a bit of a haze right now. And I think it's the current environment and... Yeah, the comments we got... um, in some places after the last episode where you talked about when you're when you don't feel up to making i think the general consensus was like oh that's that's everybody right now yeah and so the the idea of being inspired by individual people i'm i'm sometimes i'm like you just kept making your art like i don't know if that's a great thing or that's a problematic thing you know like if i if i watch people that I've previously been consuming because I'm inspired by their work. And it's just like they kept going without skipping a beat. It's not that I judge them. Maybe that's their coping mechanism. And it's also just an Instagram account or a social media account. So you can't judge people based on that. And if you do, that's a problem because people are so much more than their Instagram accounts. And then there's also a whole bunch of people that kind of like stopped making and stopped creating things for the same reasons. And when you brought up this topic, I started to think like, all right, going through who inspires me and and who I, I find inspiring. And I think I came up to like, it's more of a general attitude of person. I'm extremely inspired by powerful women who take a stand and are very just inspiring and like a, a woman who I feel like I can identify with or I look up to in a way that that just like, you know, kind of take the world and say, I don't know, like not unapologetic because I think apologetic is a, a, a good trait when it's used right. 
I, but unashamed. Unashamed. Una, yeah. Unabashed. Unabashed. That is a wonderful way to put it. And those type of women and creators and and even men are included. In, I could include men. But for me, it's I get a little weepy around powerful women. Um, and also people who are right now standing up for like, this is who I am and I'm not going to be ashamed about it anymore, whether it is because of, um, you know, your background, your race, your gender, your, your sexual orientation, anything that anyone is just standing up for. I'm seeing this a lot and I can't really point out a ton of individual people because it feels more like a movement than anything. And like people will just go by and every once in a while I'll click through and find someone new to be inspired by or, or body positive people who are spending a lot of time, you know, showing like, this is what a picture of that you are consuming looks like. And this is what my real butt looks like. Like, <laughs> like here it is in like the bright sunlight with like no shade hiding it, no pose hiding anything. It's like, and they are both worthy and they're both, you know, a, a the body of a worthy person and it's the same person. It's like, this is me <laughs> this morning and this is me 10 minutes later. Like, it's exactly, like, and I just, I, I'm finding a lot of inspiration in people showing their humanity to each other. And that's where I'm coming from, but it's not inspiring me to make anything because I'm still, meh. but well, I think that's a, a perfectly valid form of inspiration. Cause like I picked people who don't necessarily specifically, inspire me to make the things that they're making it's more it is kind of more the how would you call it like the broad uh vague general feeling of inspiration like someone mm -hmm. and I, sometimes it's almost like as basic as like these people make me happy to look at or consume you know mm -hmm. because sometimes i'm just happy that people make things it can be something that I would never make or that maybe doesn't even speak to like my aesthetic or interests or whatever, but I can still be like, that is so cool that you did that, you know? And I think, you know, with the things that you're talking about, that has been, I agree, like it's been really inspiring to see the different ways that people have in some ways kept on having the conversation that they've been having for a long time and in some ways picked it up and like, if you've, you know, realized you've done some self-reflecting, maybe realized that this this really is something that I should have been talking about all along and the way that some people kind of just integrate it into the things they were doing. Some people shifted focus completely for a while or still are like making sure to elevate other voices or share information or share resources. And yeah, it's it's a maybe different kind of inspiration than I was thinking of. And it's funny because I'm also very much in the uh, place. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about people who inspire us, both because I was, you know, too, too addled to think of a really good topic, but just like to, to do that little cheering thing of being like, because I think it's also good to, to think about, and I think that's exactly what you're doing, to think about why does this inspire me? What is it that it does? Does it provoke me? Uh, does it enthuse me? Does it inspire me to do something similar? Does it just, you know, fill me with general creative steam, you know? I also have to say a person very specific that usually inspires me is you. <laughs> because you 
somehow have this wonderful ability while I'm talking with you and we discuss our feelings and even like before the show and we hit before we hit record you have this wonderful uncanny way of being able to just so eloquently articulate the things that I'm trying to say and when all I can think of is <laughs> and, and you give I mean my me... word was meh so <laughs> I mean I feel like you give me a lot of context and you give me a lot of the words and the phraseology that I struggle to find sometimes and and you just have it there at the ready and so I'm always inspired by you and Every time I leave this podcast and we talk to each other, I feel a little bit more uplifted and ready to do something because I had some time test talking with you and I really value that. I'm going to go hide in the laundry room now. <laughs> um, but you know, it's it's funny because a few years ago when I was um, talking to a, a therapist, I realized, and it's the thing, you know, you realize things as you're talking to someone because you are you are a very por- important part of my test talking because you come from, like we come from the same but different angles at things. Mm -hmm. But I realized that part of my sort of descriptive talent, because I know that I have it and people tell me that, is I think because of being neuroatypical, because I don't understand always what other people mean or what's going on. So I want to, A, when I talk to people, try to make sure that I have understood what they're saying. So I will maybe rephrase it. And that can sometimes help someone else. And also, I want to make sure, because I have very clearly seen that I don't always make myself understood very well, to make sure that I have, that I've expressed what it is I want to express, and hopefully without, you know, hurting someone or being unclear. And sometimes that takes the form of a lot of, do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? (laughs) But like, it's, it's... I think it is, you know, sometimes you get good at things because you really, really have to. And then that takes on, that becomes something entirely different. Um, so I am inspired by my own broken brain. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just talk to more people. I, I, I don't talk to enough people. Sometimes you really don't want to. <laughs> and I mean, this is, this is going to sound like just like um, feelings ping pong, but you also inspire me. Because like you, I mean, you inspired me to like dare to take classes and, you know, do things that I want to do, but was afraid to do. Like, I am good at to- daring people to do things. I can admit that about myself. <laughs> you went to real art school. <laughs> well, since I had the most broad answer ever, because I'm a broad, uh, can I say that? <laughs> yes. That's not a bad word. You nerd. Um, what, who, what, who, or anyone um anything what's inspiring you these days so there's a woman called whitney elliott she's double rainbow design on instagram i've I've put her link in the show notes if you want to look at it while i'm talking she's a a macrame artist and like i think macrame is nice and i want to try it but like she is not just capital a artist but like full caps lock artist and this may be because I don't have tons of of macrame in my feed, but I still think like I follow enough fiber artists and like that kind of artists that I think this is fairly unusual because I've never, I've never imagined that macrame could be the kind of things that she does. Like she, she really makes like art pieces and things that are 
you know, sculptural and textural and these shapes and these patterns and, and using color in a way that I don't think I've seen in macroweight. And she starts with like these shaped frames, kind of, it's, it's hard to describe, but obviously I'll link it in the show notes. And, you know, they're really cool and they're different and they obviously take, you know, a lot of time and talent and effort and planning and vision. And I think that it's very much a case of like, this is not necessarily something that I'm you know, super into as an art form or knew much about and maybe don't even want to make the kind of things that she does. It's just so cool that someone looks at a very traditional kind of craft and then goes, bloopity bloop, this is magic. Here you go. You know? Yeah. I'm looking at her stuff. It's awesome. It's so Isn't different. It? Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of like sort of, you know, woven and macrame type wall hangings. And a lot of the time I'm like, you know, that, that's cool, but I probably wouldn't hang that at my house just because it's not my style. And with her things, there are so many of them. I'm like, oh, totally. Like, I would have hang one in every room of my house. And part of that is because they're pretty. And part of that is because they're so unexpected mm-hmm. in the art form that she's working in. Uh, and then, like, it is also inspiring for someone to have four kids and be able to do this kind of stuff, you know? I don't know how people do that stuff. I <laughs> It blows my mind. <laughs> and then, no like, she, you know, she'll make a, a chair where, like, the seat and back are this amazing pattern. And it's just, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's inspiring. And it feels like it's, it feels like it's both part of an artistic tradition, but also doing something that feels very her. And, like, she will weave crystals into things. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, maybe riff on the idea of a dream catcher, but without it feeling like, hey, here's a dream catcher that you can buy for your Pinterest room, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just, that really, really inspires me. And I really, really appreciate that. And I hope that you all go check her out and maybe give her a follow uh, when she opens up her her store again. Because like she, you know, it, she goes and sort of periods. I'm probably gonna buy something and maybe even order something custom and like talk to her about it. I also kind of want to collab with her on like making some sort of weird pot with tons of holes that she can then do a super weird hanger for. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> so that's that's my first person. Do you want to hear my my next person? Yes. Do you want to keep, keep them going? Like, give me the list. So I, I'll click through and I'll be enjoying the visuals while you <laughs> chat. And I think people at home should people at home. I feel sound like a game show host. Hey, <laughs> people playing <laughs> along like, at home. <laughs> listeners can uh, also do the same because it absolutely, is, it's pretty cool to look at all this while you're describing it. Yeah, and my second person is Rachel Maxi. So she's um, she's a YouTuber. She does like her main thing is like vintage clothes, hair, makeup. A few years ago, I think two years ago, she was part of the. I'm pretty sure it's called the NYX Face Awards. So the NYX is a, a, a makeup company and they have this online competition thing where people get selected and then I think weed it out. It's kind of like a you know reality competition show and they get new challenges every week. And she won, which she says is super funny because she's not a makeup artist, but she's also a cosplayer, which I where I think a lot of it comes in. Like she will do these amazing sort of classic style cosplays where she really transforms like the shape of her face with makeup and she makes amazing costumes but what i think is really really and like all of that is really cool and she sometimes will do also things that are kind of like whatever the the 
the version of Disney bounding that's not necessarily Disney focused is. Like mm-hmm. she will create like what is the feeling of this character? Like how can you dress like this and and evoke something? But she also does this thing where she has she has a theme that she calls but make it vintage. So she will do like um Isma from The Emperor's New Groove, but in a sort of 1920s style. So that it's not like a complete cosplay right off, but it's like what would Princess Leia look like if she was in the 30s or the 1820s? Um and it's both like clothes and makeup and uh the whole thing. And it's just like it's I really appreciate that melding of these two kind of different not disciplines but like you know the the vintage retro part of the internet uh does sometimes overlap with the cosplay part of the internet mm-hmm. but maybe not enough to my taste because i think it's super fun and she has a really cute dog named frodo who <laughs> she dressed up as cronk for her isma <laughs> outfit which i thought was amazing and it's just like it's it's super fun and she will really use the the cosplay stuff in making costumes that are more outfits than costumes if that makes sense like she will use all these all the knowledge she has of like molding things and and framing and painting to make certain effects and she she always says like i'm not a seamstress but she will really throw herself into things in a way that i find you know inspiring in that frightening way and it is sometimes the way that I live my life in my sewing room and my results are not always as great as hers. To be fair, hers aren't always that great either. And she shares that part of it, which I really, really appreciate when you when you watch like artists and makers online, you know, when they're like, yeah, this this fell apart and exploded halfway through. And either this is how I fixed it or here is where I gave up and tried start to start over. She definitely has one of those looks or or her way of taking a photo where she can definitely like evoke the character that she's going for. And some of them Mm -hmm. are so different. This is really very cool. And you have like the fun contrasts of when she cosplays as a a video game character, like she did from the the last of us two that came out recently. Mm -hmm. She did also recently, and then she'll do the Yzma cosplay. And then she'll try to make an Anne of green Gables dress from a tablecloth. And like, it's just, it's it's one of those people who just injects joy into my feed and into my my YouTube watching and that does both give me the the general joy inspiration but then also specific inspiration uh to to do that like well I could try that 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 might work uh or for that matter sometimes it's more important to get the general silhouette than maybe have something be completely correct and accurate so I, I recommend people check her out and then she will probably also algorithmically help you find other people who do who do similar things. And also you need to check out her dog because he's very cute. <laughs> and then I have a, 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 a bonus or like a, 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 a honorable mention, maybe, mm-hmm. Okay, uh, is Adam Savage. Adam Savage. Adam Savage. Uh, Adam Savage. Uh, my, my bonus he's is... Savage. <laughs> Yeah, Classic. Adam Savage because he's he is very much like he is like his whole thing very actively is about inspiration about you know try it what's the worst that could happen and then sometimes the worst that happens is that you cut yourself but like in general like 
And he, because he does so many different things, like he's worked in props, he's worked with Mythbusters, he is an artist also in the sense that like he, he creates things that are more or less solely art pieces, but then he'll also try to make something look like, you know, old metal from a sci-fi show. And he's just, he has this enthusiasm and loves seeing what other people do and loves telling you his tricks, which I think a lot of great artists do, but not everyone does. And he's just, he's such a good, like, I don't know, the internet's maker dad or something. You know, like, he's he's enthusiastic and he's very encouraging. And uh, during quarantine, he's just been doing these, like, from home shoots and, like, lives. Like, hey, I'm going to make this thing. Hang out with me for an hour and a half. And I think that's that's really nice. So those are my three people who made me happy this week, I guess. There's someone who I just recently found um, that I think I should probably mention. And it's, I I don't know, I think you actually follow her too. Yeah, there's your name, followed by Julia Scott. Um, (laughs) The the woman who runs uh, Studio Moochie. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I'm inspired by her because she is very open about um, any of her, like, mental stuff that she goes through um any of her life stuff i love that she is fighting to stand up for her own designs like she is an artist that from from the posts that she's posted obviously don't know her personally but it feels like she is just unapologetically herself and she stands up for that and she's gone through some crap where bigger companies have stolen her ideas or things that she has made and And her likeness in one case oh yeah the doll oh my gosh it's so obvious it was crazy so i've been kind of inspired by her and the thing about it is she has a quality that i don't have in that she can make something call it hers say i'm an artist and i made this and this is my vision even and again i'm just i'm saying this because this is what my own brain sometimes says to me when i make something oh i just painted a rainbow like Mm -hmm. that doesn't make me an artist or this doesn't something i did i'm like oh i just made some swirly watercolors and i see someone like her who creates something like that and says like i am the artist i made this this is something i created this is like i painted my kitchen rainbow and this is mine and someone stole it right or like and mm-hmm. it's just yeah, like because her her whole aesthetic is very much just like rainbows and joy i can't relate at all uh, <laughs> and like, like patterns and textures and it, it's very like 90 and like cause and... she started out a few years ago like her she started making just like fun tassels and they Sometimes they like you might think like, oh, they're just tassels, but there's something about the technique that she uses to make them that just like they're floofy and happy. And like she had a business just like selling uh, like floofy. I don't know, like sort of like pom pom mm-hmm. like cheerleader pom pom tassels. I don't know if there's a technical term for it. And like that was just her thing because she made them so fun and so, so great. Yeah, no, she's a very good inspiration because like I agree, she's just very much... And herself she's, and she's fighting for herself as an artist she's not mm-hmm. just letting like the world be like oh or or, or making an apology not an apology but like making the saying like oh it is just a rainbow i guess maybe it's not they weren't actually ripping me off she's like no they're totally ripping me off and i'm gonna stand up for that <laughs> and i really admire that about her that and even though it's a struggle and it's a crappy thing that has happened her way of 
of calling people out and calling these companies out and dealing with it and then still like being a, a making person and still making these things and putting them out there. I, that's just very inspirational to me. And you know, my additional layer sort of, of, of perspective is also, she's very open about being uh, autistic, mm-hmm. which I think is also very important to have, I mean, not even necessarily role models, but just visible examples of black autistic people because it, this is kind of a weird paradox because in some ways it's a lot harder for black people and people of color to get correct diagnoses. And then at the same time, uh, sometimes a little black kid will get, a, for instance, an ADHD diagnosis for something that would, wouldn't would and doesn't get the little white kid next to them the same diagnosis because we have this idea of who is, you know, disruptive. Mm-hmm. But it's just we don't. There aren't that many in general examples of autistic people in culture. It's growing and it's wonderful. But just to have someone who is black and autistic and also who is very open about the struggles of of autism and of mental health, but is also, like you said, just unapologetically and joyously herself. Because so many times the the stories of of autism and of, of other just differences are stories of struggle. And that is, you know, very often part of it. But I feel like sometimes those stories come from the people who aren't maybe the people with autism or other problems because we want either inspiration or to feel things, I guess. And she's just like, this is part of me. These are the difficulties that come with that. These are the things I have to adapt. But it's just, you know, one of the things about me, like I am this tall or... um this is my jean jacket. And I really, really <laughs> appreciate that in general. And someone else who I, I mentioned very briefly, kind of like the idea of, but I found their specific account. And this is what I've been kind of like following recently since see, I just, I just needed a little push to start actually uh-huh. putting names down. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, Danae Mercer. Is that, do you think how you say her name again? It's, like, I would think, think so. Yeah, cool. Um, she has this great Instagram account where it's very much body positive and showing people that like, you know, different types of worthy bodies. And that to me is inspiring both for like her photography, which I think is really cool for anyone who is a creative photography person or, or getting into that or, or wanting to experience that, especially the people who are out there who are trying to find creativity in all of this isolation of taking self-portraits. And I don't know about you or anyone else, but I always get incredibly frustrated trying to take a picture of myself because I feel like it's never right. Like it always, there's so many parts of it that will like make me look like I feel bad or make me feel bad about myself or like strangely highlight this, this thing that I don't like about myself or that the world has told me I shouldn't like about myself. And this account, she not only like has these great photos, but then shows like, this is like my body in a real life situation. And it's not that you should use photos to make yourself look perfect, but that there's a way for everyone to find like the beauty in themselves with like just good lighting. And and she is constantly reminding her audience that like, we're seeing photos of other people in the best lighting in the best scenarios, like 
absolutely possible and you shouldn't walk through your day feeling bad where like you know you ask your friend to hey take a picture of me and you look at it and you're like i'm a monster <laughs> right like because <laughs> well because that's the thing it's not just about like oh uh should you or should you not take pictures that make you look good it's realizing that the reason that your pictures don't look like theirs isn't because you're a monster it's that they are using tricks Mm-hmm. And sometimes and not those even tricks, tricks just like moving in one direction and like, well that's what I mean just... by by tricks like they yeah. just they know the the posing or the lighting or whatever it might be because you know we, we talk about you know photoshopping or airbrushing and that can be destructive but just thinking that like someone's butt looks like that very specific posed angle pick and then realizing that no their butt is as flat and or big as mine it's just that like I I I don't have I don't have that angle sort of in my in my muscle memory. So if I stand in what I think is the same way, but really isn't, my butt isn't going to look like that or whatever it might be. So to realize that it's not just that like oh she's faking it with with Photoshop or whatever. It's just like no she's she's um what did Tyra Banks say? Tooching her booch, booching her tooch, <laughs> something like that. I haven't that. heard that one. I was back in the the smizing days of Tyra Banks. <laughs> But like, you know, there and and that is so often my experience, both when I try to take pictures of like, you know, stuff I've sewn or just a selfie or when I've taken byline pictures is the poses that feel the weirdest are almost always the one that are going to look the quote unquote best mm-hmm. because like I'm not in, in not pictures. I'm not a two dimensional person. And sometimes to and it can be like depending on where the camera is or where the light is, I might you might have to not arch your back, which you would think would be the natural thing, but you have to sort of hunch your back a little to get the right proportions or whatever it might be, or do that weird broken doll thing where you bring your shoulders all the way forward. Most people shouldn't do that. I don't think, I don't think anyone should, but <laughs> the, you know what I mean? Like we, it's, my it's, friends and I always call that the small girth pose. Like it just, because <laughs> if you measure your, your girth, which is the measurement um, from basically like between your legs to your shoulder. And <laughs> that's like your, like you know your whole torso length yeah and then if you scrunch over and do that like broken model pose it's like oh look how small my girth can be (laughs) (laughs) because like to to realize that uh the and and not just that the the, they look good but those are the poses that look weirdly natural Mm -hmm. like if you do this weird you know on your tippy toes knees inward back arched it will look like oh this is just a very relaxed perky butt and it's like no this person fell over and got a cramp after <laughs> doing this for two minutes but that's what we've all learned is what, i've said butt a lot in this episode that's cool that's what we <laughs> that's what we've learned a butt looks like on instagram and then you're like i don't have that but i don't have that proportion butt to waist i don't have a thigh gap and it's like neither does this person to this extent mm-hmm. most likely so the the tricks are good because you I mean also knowing the the Photoshop secrets you will suddenly be like everyone has very wavy walls and doors. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> like the tile just kind of like <laughs> oh no there's a portal behind her sucking there's a black hole <laughs> sucking in that tile in that bathroom. Uh <laughs> there's another person that I kind of came across on TikTok and have started following their um Instagram account it's David Shaw. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, it's, he's a photographer and again, it's a get, it's a very much a body positive thing, but the way he 
talks to people, it's almost like, gosh, I just want him to take my photo and make me feel this good. <laughs> like he has, you should check out his TikTok. Um, I don't know how to link to TikTok. <laughs> I think you just but link the, the normal way. But you, you could also find his, um, you know, stuff on Instagram. Uh, I just, I, I really like the way he talks to people and the way he looks at his craft and the way he uses it to motivate people. And it's just, it's very very cool. Um, I just, I really like him. He does these really funny TikToks where like he will, um, like dress up like he's one of his clients and like play both roles. Um, uh, I think essentially because <laughs> he's stuck by himself. Uh, <laughs> but it's, um, it's really, really cool. You should, you should check him out too. I, I've, I, I will actually say like, I don't lot. even have TikTok, but the stuff that shows up in like my Instagram and Facebook feed, I feel like TikTok is very much an example of something that people are like, oh, that's just where young people do stupid stuff. And there's so much. Oh, there's like, so many positive and artists smart and stuff on there. Yeah, there's, there's artists, there's photographers, there's so much stuff. People doing, you know, the having the body positive discussions, having the discussions about, you know, institutional and structural racism and all these things. Mm-hmm. And then also people giving themselves quarantine bangs, which is hilariously funny. I um, want a quarantine undercut so bad. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Shave your head. Shave yes. It. That's one of the TikToks, you know, to every girl who's thinking I know. about shaving I your that. head. Do I've it. Heard, that's been in my brain. That has been in my brain for the past like two months. It's just this that voice of that woman just being like, shave your head. Shave it. Well, I mean, you're... You could probably get into New York and find some of the really good wig shops while it grows out if you don't like it, but you will like it. You'll love it. Do it. I miss my shaved head. Ah, Sinead Rebellion. Uh, (laughs) Shock me, shock me, shock me. (laughs) I think now that we're both sort of have warmed up, we could just keep going forever and ever and ever. So maybe we should make ourselves stop here. But again, I really, really want to ask the listeners to just send us all the people and all the things that inspire you and we will make sure to share and retweet and and restory them because I think we all need that regardless of if it's you know inspiring in hey try this one project or just like I am happy that this person exists and is doing their thing yeah I think this was um actually a, a good list because it's different than like hey here's some it's not just like here are some painters and here are some potters that we like based on <laughs> i feel like we've gone in a, a different direction here and, and that feels fun um yeah. so are you happy now i am happy i feel better i feel more awake and you can go find our show notes at relay.fm slash make do and we are make do pod on twitter and instagram and you can hashtag make do pod when you post things to so we can find them because we want to know who you're inspired by so we can open up our minds and our social media accounts to new voices and you can find us individually at tiffany arment and at julia scott s-k-o-t-t and we will be back in a fortnight and until then go make and do if you can but if you can't, go be inspired and find some other makers and doers who are doing and making some things for you to consume. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs>